We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really look forward to uh, having this time to share with you and introducing my guest to you. I think we're just going to have a fabulous show to, to really help you continue with the overcoming fear. Just uh, really looking at what fear is and, and different ways to overcome it and, and sometimes the core of what creates fear. So my guest today is Dean Slider. And he's taught natural methods of meditation and awakening throughout the U.S. and beyond since 1970, from colleges and yoga studios to corporate offices and maximum security prisons. He's known for his warm, funny, down-to-earth style, which I can already relate to because he's already picking on me about being in Santa Monica, uh, and for making authentic, life-transforming teaching accessible and easy. A grateful number of, I can read this, of sages in several traditions. He has completed numerous retreats and pilgrimage in India, Tibet, Nepal, and 
the West. Dean's books include Natural Meditation, winner of the Nautilus Award for Best Book on Body, Mind, and Spirit Practices. He's appeared frequently in national media, including the New York Times, National Public Radio, Coast to Coast AM, and O, the Oprah Magazine. When not writing or teaching, Dean plays the ukulele and happily rides his Vespa throughout the streets of Santa Monica. And that really makes me just a little bit envious. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know that envy is in my, uh, in my nature until I read that. And, mm-hmm. and just, uh, I used to be in Santa Monica every year and just loved riding downtown. So I wonder if that ukulele I heard years ago was you. <laughs> Might have been. Welcome, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Great to be here. Thank you so much for being on. So how long have you been in Santa Monica? Uh, I've been living here for nine years. Uh-huh. And and did you know of snow before you went to, I guess you did in Nepal and Tibet and so forth. So you've been yeah. around it. But yeah. where were you born? Well, uh, it's a long story. I was born in Long Island, lived there for six years. Uh, I, and then, then I actually lived in a different part of the Los Angeles area in the Valley. I'm not sure uh-huh. if people yes. outside of here know of <laughs> the valley the valley uh, but then yeah. i was out of there like a shot as soon as i graduated from high school and wound uh-huh. up really kind of all over the country and and different parts of, of europe and yeah. so forth wandering around wandering around so you know you don't sound like a long islander you know uh-huh. I'm, I'm an i'm an upstate girl so uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. we tend to pay attention to those uh, downstate uh, uh <laughs> accents right. But yep. uh, I guess you've lost it through the years. Yeah. But well, I really, I, I, as a matter yeah. of fact, and, uh-huh. and actually, this this will touch on the on our topic. When I when we moved out here to L.A. from Long Island when I was six, uh-huh. and I remember very distinctly being on the playground with the, the the other kids and talking about getting a pair of socks out of my drawer. Uh-huh. And all the That's kids right. laughed at me for talking funny, for saying draw. And I walked off. I sat down on a curb and practiced saying yes. over and over again, drawer, drawer. Yes. And to yes. this day, I still have a little trouble with that word. I don't know how long to keep going on the R. You know where I always get stuck? I mm. always I always talk about the eaves. And people down here in the South look at me. I'm in Georgia and they're like, gutters? I'm like, oh, yeah, those things, mm-hmm. <laughs> those eaves. And the, the one point that, that I always struggled with is, you know, people would say, I'm feeling ill down here. And, and I'm like, you don't feel good? They're like, no, I'm feeling ill. It's like, well, what are you feeling ill for? You're telling me you feel okay. And they're like, I'm mad. Uh, I'm like, oh. So, you know, I think it's being a world traveler. I, I love going in and listening to different cultures and accents and so forth. But moving to the South was its education in its own way and in terms of uh, listening to words. And words carry so much meaning, as you and I both know. So let's, let's get into today's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fear, natural survival response. Um, and in the modern world, it gets unnaturally overstimulated. And we are really in a time of overstimulation, not just the United States, um, but worldwide. What do you think's going on? Well, it really is, it's a neurological story. We basically have the same nervous systems that we had when we were living in caves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are tuned to hear, for example, certain sounds. We hear the roar, and that's the woolly mammoth, or is the saber-toothed tiger, 
And that is our cue to either uh, stand there and fight it and hopefully, you know, capture it and bring it home for lunch uh, or else to run away. It's called fight or flight syndrome. Right. And, and neurologically, that comes from stimulation of the sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. So we need that. We we need that surge of you know when when that fight or flight uh, syndrome is stimulated, when the sympathetic branch of the nervous system is stimulated, then the the heart beats faster. Uh, you get this surge of of energy. Your mouth gets dry, and so forth. Uh, it's it's necessary. However, in the modern world, you hear that and it's no longer a woolly mammoth or a saber-toothed tiger. It's just a crosstown bus. Right. So right. Yeah. It's, that's the story in a nutshell. So over and over, the sympathetic nervous system gets overstimulated. So what this requires us to do is balance things out by cooling out the sympathetic branch of the nervous system and activating the parasympathetic branch. And that brings about something, something that's essentially the opposite of fight or flight syndrome. We could call mm -hmm. it the, the stay and play syndrome. You know, that sense that uh, everything's fine right here. There's nothing I have to do to change this moment. And, and that's what we call, for lack of a better word, meditation. All these various meditative methods, uh, breathing methods and so forth are essentially there to, in neurological terms, just tell the sympathetic branch to cool it for a while and let the parasympathetic take over. Right. Right. Talk to me a little bit about your book, um, mm -hmm. Natural Meditation. When did you write it? I mean, when did you really start getting involved in meditation? And was there life before um, <laughs> teaching meditation? <laughs> uh, or has that been a part of you? It, it's been a part of me all the way along. Um, I, I got interested in this stuff. Um, you know, when I was in high school, which was in the 60s, mm -hmm. uh, and, and books about this stuff were much harder to find then. Um, but I started, I, I, partly I became interested because of some spontaneous kind of opening experiences that I had in childhood that mm -hmm. just came from, from out of the blue and left me saying, whoa, what was that? And where can I get more? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I was onto it pretty early and um, by the time I was 16, 17, I was practicing meditation and, and seeking out teachers. And f the first couple of teachers that I found taught meditation the way it's very commonly taught, which is that it's a big task. Sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that, oh, you, and, and it's the way I think to, you know, meditation has become much more accepted now, much more mainstream. Of course, everyone by now, you know, knows someone that's practiced meditation or they've practiced meditation. You, they've got classes at the, at the YMCA and, and, you know, right. the adult education and so forth. Um, but the, the missing piece still for most people is they think that it's hard. They think yeah. that it means, oh, you have to sit without moving, if your nose starts itching in the first minute, you just gotta sit there and itch for 20 minutes because if you scratch it, the meditation police will That's come right. take you That's away. That's right, and you have gotta sit there for an hour. Right. I mean, you, you've just gotta take time and sit there for an hour and go into that meditative state, yeah. And you, and you have to clear your mind, you have to suppress your thoughts, all this very unnatural stuff. Now, right. the first couple of teachers that I had were teaching in that way, and I realized, uh-uh, this is not going to work for me. So I found teachers that said, 
No, that's actually self-defeating, trying to meditate by, um, by trying to suppress the mind is like, it's like trying to make a, a still ocean, a silent ocean by taking a big paddle and going wham, 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 trying right, to right. flatten out all the waves. <laughs> I it, so agree. Yeah. yeah, it does not work. Now, so what I found was teachers that said, you know what, forget about what's going on on the surface. Just allow gravity to pull you a foot or two below the surface. And there you discover that the water is silent right now and yes. always. In yes. other words, what we do is we settle below the, the level of the thinking mind into awareness. Awareness is different from thinking. And awareness is silent right now and always. The awareness that witnesses all of our thoughts, that witnesses all of, all of our seeing and hearing and feeling, that's been there, it's been the same since the moment you were born. Mm -hmm. Witnessed your seventh birthday, blowing out the candles on the cake, witnessed your first kiss, all of that, that silent thread right. that's run through all our experience is there right now and we can settle into it. And that's where the silence, the peace, that we're looking for is, and neurologically, that's where the sympathetic nervous system gets cooled out and the parasympathetic takes over. Yeah, so true, so true. I remember being a kid and hating shots. And so I'd go to the dentist to get a filling and uh, I would put myself into a state of hypnosis. I absolutely refused to do the, the shot. And so I would get fillings and all that good stuff for the drill mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in just a state of, of relaxation. Mm -hmm. And I would just take my mind to that wave, to Cuga Lake, and, um, and just kind of put myself there. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. But, you know, my, my six-year-old grandson last week uh, said to me, I want to learn how to hypnotize people. And mm -hmm. I looked at him and I'm like, where did you learn the word hypnotize? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know. It's where you can help people and I can control them, right? I'm like, well, no, oh, you well. can't control them. Mm -hmm. Nice thought being six. Mm -hmm. um, right. But the fact that he was aware of the quiet and the and the stillness was, was amazing to me. Mm -hmm. So let's continue the, our conversation as we come back. And thank you so much, folks. It's Patty Conklin. And my guest today is Dean Slider. And we're going to have an awesome show continuing. Let's get with it. Thank you so much. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes, and Stairway to Heaven TV vignette. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Shamanic healing is the key to personal empowerment. Why? All four levels of our being, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, must be addressed for us to enjoy balanced, healthy, abundant lives. Yet there are few provisions for spiritual or energetic healing. Shamanism, found at the root of all cultures, is a very effective spiritual healing modality. To find quality shamanic healing you can trust, regardless of where you live, look no further than find your Path Home Long Distance Shamanic Healing Program. All Path Home Long Distance Healing Practitioners have been trained and certified through Path Home Shamanic Art School. Change your life. Live abundantly. Schedule a long-distance shamanic healing session with Gwilda Wiecka or one of her quality practitioners today at findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Patty Conklin, and my guest today is Dean Slider, and we're talking about overcoming fear and uh, various ways that that fear comes into our lives, and and uh, some of the different modalities that we can use to uh, to overcome it, and to quiet it, and to rationalize it, or be with it. Uh, one of the many ways, and you know, hypnosis obviously is is one that. Uh, uh, people use. Um, I tend to have this philosophy, Dean, I don't know about you, but um, uh, all of my CDs are about 12 minutes long, and that's it. 
And uh-huh. people say, well, what can you get accomplished in 12 minutes? And I'm like, anything you can get accomplished in an hour and more because, because you don't need an hour um, to quiet, to be still, um, to go into that meditative state. Um, you, you were know, talking- It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. so funny you say that because uh, on my website, which I want to invite people to visit, uh, it's deanslider.com, but slider is too hard to spell, so you can get there with deanwords.com. And uh, there's a link right on the homepage to, where, that says Meditate Now, and that's where I've got a, a guided meditation track available, and it's 12 minutes long. <laughs> well, when I first heard your laugh and I heard you were a downstater, I knew we were going to get along really well. So, right. so that's good. And, well, and, talk- you know, with, yeah. with, with reference to what we were saying in the first segment, where mm-hmm. uh, people usually understand or misunderstand meditation as something very difficult, where you yes. have to concentrate, you have to still your mind, and you have to sit for an hour. Now, there, there, the, there's an explanation to that, which is that that con- trying to meditate by concentrating, by struggling to push thoughts away, um, it's self-defeating because just like trying to flatten out all the waves on the ocean, you wind up stirring up the water worse. Yes, or, rather Absolutely. than rather than just you know, through the the method that I teach and that, and that I learned from my own teachers, natural meditation, you allow yourself to sink into the underlying water that's silent all the time. Yeah. Now, nevertheless, all these people that tell you, oh, I've been doing this meditation and it's really hard and it's, you know, I have to sit for an hour or two hours every day, but it's really worth it. If we analyze what's going on there, it, it's actually quite interesting, is they keep trying, they keep Trying to concentrate, excuse me, <clears throat> trying to concentrate, trying to push away the thoughts, trying to still the mind, trying to do these very unnatural things. That's exhausting. Yes. And and if you if you try to do that, you keep trying to do that, after about, let's say, 48 minutes, the mind gets so exhausted that you it just finally it gives up and it surrenders. And then you sink. You give up trying to concentrate. And then absolutely. For those, for those and then you last, get your twelve minutes. <laughs> then you get your twelve minutes of ah. Uh, and then you come out and say, "Well, that that was really great. It was a struggle, but it was worth it." So what I learned from my teachers and the way I teach is, let's go straight to that last twelve minutes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go to that last 12 minutes and just get there. I think people, and and it's been taught for years, and I think people are finally waking up to it in that uh, we don't have to have that hour. You know, people use it as a justification not to do meditation because they're like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do meditation. I don't have that hour, Um, you know, and so therefore I can't. And, um, And it's like, no, you can take 12 minutes. And if you can't take 12 minutes, you got something going on in your life that you really need to be dealing with because we can all take that 12 minutes. Whether you spend 12 minutes in the shower, I don't care. Um, Take that 12 minutes and Mm -hmm. and have that quiet. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yes, we can look at the gurus and the yogis and so forth that can sit in a meditative state for hours. If I'm sitting on water, whether I'm on the ocean or a lake or a stream, I can sit for hours and just watch the rippling of the waves. 
and and my mind just goes blank and that's good but if i'm sitting in my home and i want to meditate it's it's that 12 minutes and your body can accomplish so much in 12 minutes versus Mm -hmm. you know in our healing state and in our overcoming fear so Mm -hmm. talk to me about your new book Mm -hmm. so my my new book is now it's it's funny uh people do that all the time they want to pronounce it fearless because uh, that's become a very popular word oh what but is it's, it but it's it's two words it's fear less aha fear less we fearless. we don't we don't have to be fearless which is fortunate because i haven't met anyone who's fearless i'm not no, fearless uh if i wrote a book titled fearless and i'm not fearless that that would be rank <laughs> hypocrisy uh I, I tell a little story in the book about meeting the Dalai Lama and hearing him talk about how he's scared of worms. So, uh-huh. if, yeah. if the, but he was laughing when he was talking about it. So that kind of is the clue right there that that our fears uh, and actually the, the the subtitle of the book is living beyond fear, anxiety, anger, and addiction. And and really, we we kind of ran out of room on the cover. We could have kept going, you know, yeah. shame, depression, guilt, loneliness, all of it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Because it all comes from the same place. All of those, what what in Buddhist philosophy is called the afflictive emotions, mm-hmm. um, and and fear is kind of at the root of all of them. Um, they're like big scary monsters looming above us. That's how they seem. But if we look closely, we see they're like, you know, the the, the uh, balloons in the Macy's Day Parade. Yes. They're big and they loom over you, but it's because they're pumped full of hot air. <laughs> and, Very and, true. And that hot air is the stories that we tell ourselves about them yes. and that society tells us about them. It, it's all those just thought structures, all that self-talk that we do about and just... Uh, we just inflate the stuff. So what I do in the, in my book, fear less is essentially give you a bunch of little pins. Cause all it takes is a couple of little pricks from a pin to put some holes in those balloons and not right away necessarily, but pretty quickly they start to deflate and they may never completely go away. Just like the Dalai Lama's fear of worms has mm-hmm. not completely gone away. But after a while, instead of being these big, scary things looming above you, there are these little soft, cuddly things bouncing around your ankles. They're deflated. Spiders, spiders can't be soft, cuddly. Although although <laughs> I agree with you that, that it lessens. I mean, I remember my oldest son being 16 months old and I was walking into the bathroom and there was a spider in the bathtub. Now I wasn't using the bathtub, but I had to walk by the bathtub. I insisted that this 16 month old go get a cup and get the spider in the cup and take it outside because mm-hmm. I needed to use the restroom and I couldn't walk by the spider. Uh, now, you know, 60 years later, I can walk by the spider and, and I'm okay. Do I right. love it? No, but I know it's not going to jump out of the bathtub and, and, and scare me. Right. So, so I do think that, you know, over time things become, uh, lessened as long as we face it. And I talked to one of my other guests about the only time I really experience severe anxiety is going into a restaurant when I'm by myself and, and not when I'm working, when Uh I'm on the road working that no problem. But Uh personally, Uh I will sit in the car and cry for a half hour. 
mm. before I can get the guts to go in. Mm. And and what I tell myself is, you're in anxiety, and that's okay. And right. nothing's going to be scary once you get inside the door and sit down. So mm-hmm. allow yourself, give yourself approval to cry if that's what you need to do, mm-hmm. and then get up and go in the restaurant. Right. And um, and I think that it's okay for people to recognize sometimes that they're fearful about something. I think where mm-hmm. I would maybe chastise myself if I had a belief in that uh, would be to, to start the car up and leave the restaurant. You know, right. so if I need to cry for a half hour before I go in, that's mm-hmm. okay. You right. go in and the waitress looks at you, are you okay? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm here, I'm sitting, it's good. Right. But I think that you're, you're right, fear less is so important. And the mm-hmm. acronym I use when I'm teaching is fear, because I believe it's love and fear, not love and hate, is love and fear, is, is forgetting every available resource. And that's uh-huh. the strength you have inside of you to move forward with whatever it is that you need to face, whether it's a medical issue, whether it's uh, a work-related issue that you need to take care of. And meditation is a, is a wonderful um, yeah, it's a wonderful modality. resource. It's a wonderful yeah, resource. To move so, into it. So the fact that over the years, I mean, this is a very good example, a couple of examples you've given. The fear of spiders is still there, but it's softened up some. Mm-hmm. The fear of going into the restaurant alone is there, but it's softened up some. Now that's going to happen. Anyone who's sitting and doing meditation in an effective, natural way, all that stuff is going to soften up some. Yes. And yes. also, there are resources. I, I love that. What is it for getting every available resource? So, yes. and this is what I do in the book, Fear Less, is I give a bunch of resources, including the natural meditation, that people can do right in the moment. So, for mm-hmm. example, and this is the one, and I've gotten emails from people all over the world about this one. In fact, when the book was published, uh, the Oprah.com uh, excerpted this. It's it's still up on their website. Um, it's a little two-page chapter titled Breathe Through Your Feet. Yep. And, and this is something we can do right now, actually, you and I and people listening. We've got one minute. We can do this. Yes. So as you breathe in your next breath, just breathing normally, just kind of feel or imagine you're breathing in through the soles of your feet. Then as you breathe out, breathing out through the soles of your feet. Breathing in through the soles of your feet and breathing out through the soles of your feet, not trying to concentrate, not trying to do anything else, just easily next. Again, breathing in through the soles of the feet and breathing out through the soles of the feet. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we'll All talk, right. we'll talk about we, this when we come back. When we come back. Thank you so much. It's okay. Patty Conklin, folks. We'll see you in a minute. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, 
Ghost, Bigfoot, Psychic Phenomenon, Lake Monsters, Conspiracy Theories, Government Cover-Ups, The Truth Embargo, Alien Abductions, ESP, Haunted Locations from Around the World, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is... We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. ...is reality as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, Lake Monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exoneradiotv.com or www.exonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. everyone this is patty conklin with my guest just having an awesome time dean slider thank you so much for being here today dean and and uh talking to us about meditation and uh your new book fear less um it sounds awesome one of one of the things is we were doing our exercise of breathing in through the feet um and there's a live recording of it somewhere um, when I do color works and I, and I ask people to breathe in the color through the bottoms, the soles of their feet, up their body and out their mouth. And so, uh, I was, we were recording live. And so I said to the audience, so breathe in through your feet and everybody cracked up because I meant breathe in through your nose and bring the color in through the bottom of your feet. But I love the idea. It was such a natural to to breathe in through the soles of the feet. When mm -hmm. did you start working with that? That particular one, I'm not sure. It was it was I I that one it it kind of came to me from somewhere out of the blue. Mm -hmm. uh, in in the early days 
of my teaching uh, back in 1970, I never would have improvised like that. It's a little like playing an instrument. At first, you just play the notes as they're written. But then, like as in jazz, when you get better at it and you get more confident, you can start improvising some. And yes. uh, somehow, I discover I'm always doing some, you know, research and development in my own practice. And then I discovered, oh boy, this really works. And it just right away cools people out, cools me out. And then I try it on a couple people in my family. If, if it's good with them and, you know, no, no one turns into a monkey or anything, then I, uh, then I, you know, I'll do it with a little local meditation group that we host here in Santa Monica and then work it into my workshops and put it in the next book. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is when the book came out, I got an email from a, uh, a yoga teacher in Austin uh, who said, oh, I really love your breathing through the feet technique. Of course, I understand that that you base that on the research of Professor so-and-so, the expert <laughs> on physiology, who, had the, who showed the connection between the arches of the feet and the vagus nerve and the blah, blah, blah. So Don't said, you love that? I Don't said, you love that? I said, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. But, but, you know, that's the way, for example... In uh, many people, if they take yoga classes, they're familiar with what's called ujjayi breath. I call it Darth Vader breath. That's the uh -huh. one where you do the little, the little constriction in the back of your throat. So as you breathe in and out, it sounds like. Oh, that's a good Darth Vader. Thank good you. Darth Vader. Yeah, I've been good. working on that. Um, <laughs> and what what people find you know, what the yogis of in ancient India found thousands of years ago and people find today in their their own practice is that also is very very effective in settling things out in, in settling out the sympathetic nervous system and activating the parasympathetic it turns out the reason is that when you constrict the back of your throat there you're activating the vagus nerve which is the longest nerve in the autonomic nervous system and goes from the base of the brain all the way down to the the bottom of the spine and is deeply yes. connected with the breathing. So the yogis did not know why it worked, but they knew that it worked. So, yes. so that's fine. So, now, another approach that I like to share with people is, and I've got a, a chapter in the book with this, with the title, drop your thoughts, drop your mm -hmm. thoughts. You know, one approach with, which you were talking about before and, you know, go, we're walking into the restaurant it, it involves kind of analyzing the thoughts and giving, replacing your negative, fearful thoughts with more encouraging thoughts. And that has certain value. But another approach, uh, which, which I really like, just cuts through all that. And the, and the way I like to do it is I clap my hands right in front of my eyes to just kind of startle myself a little bit. And then for five seconds, just drop it all. Not hmm. drop the negative thoughts or drop, just drop it all. And after six seconds, pick it up again. Yeah. Now, yeah. drop the thought doesn't mean that they have to go away. You know, people say, oh, I'm trying to drop it, but it's still there. No, no, it just means you, you rele release your grip on it. You don't yeah. engage with it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, people say, and I hear this all the time, oh, I've been carrying this thing around with me for years. The whole, the whole stress of my bad divorce or the, my abusive parent or the whatever story. it is, it's yeah. that story is with me 24-7. Now, what I would ask them is, where is that story 
when you're parallel parking in a tight space. Yes. Right. Yeah. At right. that, when you're parallel parking in a tight space, you don't have the bandwidth available to maintain that story. No, you are totally focused. You're totally focused. The, the, mm-hmm. You've dropped those thoughts. You actually drop the thoughts thousands of times a day. Every time you sneeze, every time you, you have to work on your taxes, every time. For that matter, eight hours a night or whatever when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. In fact, when you're sound asleep, are you a conservative or a liberal? <laughs> when you're sound asleep... Are, when you're sound asleep, are you a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or a Buddhist or an atheist? None of the above. You can't be any of those without thoughts. So true. Yeah. So true. And, yeah. And, and, but here's the tricky thing. Even though we drop the thoughts hundreds of times a day, every time we pick them up again, built into the thoughts is the thought, oh, this is here all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the backstory is built into it. That part is a lie. And, and if you see that clearly once, there's a lot of liberation in that. And also, if you just several, and I recommend, especially when people feel really caught up in a particular thing, I say, do this several times a day. You've, all, you're all, you've been dropping your thoughts many times a day without realizing it. Do it consciously clap your hands in front of your eyes or pinch yourself or, you know, rap twice on the table. Oh, I see a beautiful buoy going in the water with a line going down. That's my next fishing spot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Whatever. And, and just, and just drop the thoughts for five seconds and then pick them up again. Do both parts. After a while, you'll start saying, gee, why do I keep picking them up again? And then that's when I say, indeed, why? Indeed, why? Yeah. Yeah, so true. So true. And it's so important for people to to realize that, like you said, you know, when you're sleeping, you're not any of the above. Um, you know, you're you're not liberal or conservative or whatever. And I think that that people people get so tied in from my experience to their story. It gives them validation as to why they're miserable. And if they let go of the story, and I was working with a a beautiful woman with uh, muscular dystrophy years ago, diagnosed at age six, went into a wheelchair at 33, and we did some work. And within a few hours, she was standing. And the next day, she started walking. And as we were finishing up our appointment and, you know, kind of getting her used to the walking world, um, she she was pushing back a little bit. And I said, what, what are you pushing back for? If your body can walk, and she's now a semi-professional uh, dancer, um, what, what are you pushing back on? And, uh, and we talked, and you know what it was? She didn't want to give up her handicap sticker on her car. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, it, it took us a couple hours to get down to the car. And when that, when she finally said that and her eyes opened up huge and she's like, I just walked down to the vending machine on my own without a scooter. And that's the first time in 10 years I've walked on my own and I'm st- duck because I don't want to give up my sticker, uh, my handicap sticker. And I'm like, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, that she got back home. So this is the, that's a great story. So this is the question we can each ask ourselves. What is my handicap sticker? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's my, what's my sad story that makes me feel, okay, this is crap, but it's my crap. This is 
this is crap, but it's the crap that defines me and gets me whatever the good parking spot gets me, the sympathy gets me, gives me the justification for not achieving the things that that I'm afraid to achieve. Uh, And, you know, you can keep telling yourself that story if you like, or again, you know, practice, clap your hands. Mm -hmm. You don't have to drop it forever. Drop it for five seconds, then pick it up again. Drop it for five seconds, pick it up again, and then see if if you might start saying, "Gee, I don't need to pick this up again." Yeah, absolutely true. I mean that that's just a wonderful visualization for mm-hmm. people to look at and and think about because you know most people bond over their stories, and yeah. one of the things that I always talk to fellow practitioners about is you know they have a long term client making them their friend. I, you know, I we have a very steadfast rule here in this office. I mean, we meet people all around the world that we'd like to be friends with. Mm-hmm. It's you get healthy, you wait two years of full health, and then you get in contact and we'll see about being friends. Mm. But so much of the time, people will become friends with their practitioners. And a lot of times they don't want to let go of the disease because they don't want to lose their friends or the only right. friends they have. And so as a practitioner, you have to stand back and go, no, wait, you know, I'm yeah. not your friend. You, you know, you're the, hiring me. You know, the, about me. The, the Buddha said that all the, the, the term he used was the Dharma, which is, means really all the methods, all the teachings, all the practitioners, all the teachers, all the meditations. He said they're like a raft. They carry us. We use the raft to cross the raging river of suffering to the far shore of Nirvana. When you get to the far shore, you're very grateful to the raft, but it would be silly to carry it around on your back. <laughs> So true, my friends. So true. When we when we come back, we'll continue that line of thought because nobody needs to be carrying a raft around. Folks, you're with Patty Conklin and Dean Slider, and we'll be back in just a moment. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is Syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. $40 value for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. 
everyone. This is Patty Conklin with my wonderful guest, Dean Slider. We're just having a really good show today. And I know we're bringing you lots of great information and and uh, modalities and thoughts and, and ideas about how you live everyday life in a fear-less mode, which is Dean's new book. And, and uh, Dean, I love the analogy that you, the, the, or the metaphor you just gave of, of uh, crossing the raging river, but you don't need to keep the raft to keep and carry it around with you. You can, right. you can let it go. Right. And uh, I really want to encourage the people out there listening to really take that to heart. I mean, that's just a, a great, you don't need um, the continuation of, um, of, practitioners around you as you move into a healthy life. Part of moving into that healthy life is, uh, and fear less life is letting go of what helped you get there and creating, um, a new, a new adventure, uh, in the life. So talk to me a little bit more about, um, your book, Dean and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, some of your greatest challenges maybe, or maybe your fun stuff. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think one of the very greatest challenges, of course, for, for many people is the fear of death. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I have a chapter specifically about that. It's called the Valley of the Shadow. And, uh, right there in the title is, is kind of an insight into the situation. Um, you know, in, in, in that psalm that is so familiar to so many people, they talk about, you know, lo, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, you know, I will not fear. Isn't it interesting? It's not the valley of death. Yes. It's the valley of the shadow, the shadow of, of death. death. It, yes. death. Death is not the problem. It's the uh, psychological and emotional shadow that it casts. And actually, it doesn't cast it. We, we cast it. We project it. It's, you know, as we were saying in the first segment, it's part of that hot air with which we inflate the, the, the big, scary balloon monsters of our fears. Yes. Uh, you know, no one experiences death. Um, it's, it's all, I, I remember when I was a little kid lying awake at night when I was about seven years old and I grew up in a house where there was no religion. Uh, Uh so when I realized at the age of seven, oh crap, I'm going to die. Uh, you know, I couldn't go running to my mom and have her reassure me. It's okay. You'll just go to heaven and you'll see grandma and grandpa again. All that, there was none of that. None of that. Uh, Yeah. And so I just, I, and I would lie there and I would imagine this like lonely spot out on a lonely hillside under this one, for some reason I always saw it this way, under this one little scraggly tree and I was six feet under the ground and people were walking back and forth over my head without yes. even knowing I was there. Yeah. And that yeah. terrified me. Yeah. One time I actually got up out of bed and I ran to the neighbor's house to just, you know, be with someone else. And um, that's not reality. Right. The reality is, well, first of all, backing up to meditation practice. When we practice natural meditation with with some regularity, and, and it's really ideal to sit down and do it, as you were saying before, take some time every day. Mm-hmm. What we experience, and at first it may just seem like, oh, okay, that's relaxing, uh, that's nice, I, I feel more mellow, more cooled out. 
But the more you practice it, especially when you practice with some consistency, it becomes more and more clear that what's going on is that as we settle into that silent ocean under the waves of our thinking, which is pure awareness, pure beingness, that all this, the stories that we let go of include the stories of who and what we thought we were. Like, I think I'm this body. But the, actually, the body that I'm looking down and seeing right now is not the one I had when I was 25 years old. Right. It's not even the one that I had when I first got up this morning. Mm-hmm. The body is a, is, is a constantly changing thing which I observe, which is witnessed by my awareness. The thoughts that I tend to identify with, oh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, and I've got all these memories, my whole, you know, iPhoto album of, oh, then this happened, and then I was married to this person, and bop, bop, bop. Those are thoughts which I am aware of. They are not the I. The I, what the I is becomes clearer and clearer as you're left alone in that I in, in meditation, which is pure awareness, pure beingness, which is beyond time and yeah. beyond space. So that I, I always like when, when a newcomer comes to our meditation session and at the end they open their eyes and they put their hand up. And I always know when they're going to ask this question. I see the look on their face. They say, how long was that? Uh-huh. <laughs> was that five minutes? Was that an hour? And I never tell them the answer because the, because any number of minutes that I say will be misleading. What because what happened was they sank they they sank into the silent waters of pure beingness below the surface where there is no time. Right. There is right. no space. There is no body. There is no all the the little story selves that we have about ourselves and there and we have many of them. Those yes. are all left behind. And we experience the, you know, what the Buddha called nirvana, what Jesus called the kingdom of heaven within you. And, you know, Jesus did not say the kingdom of heaven is up on a cloud after you die. He's, it's, right. within, it's within you. It's, it's, experien within. it's experienceable right now. So in that sense, meditation is not only the ideal preparation for living, it's practice dying. Yes. Because when, when you're letting... The letting go that you that has to happen, you know, when people are dying, the, you, you alluded to this before, you know, really people avoid meditation because they they don't want to let go of their stories. They don't want to let go of their their, their various kinds of handicap stickers. And right. in meditation, inevitably, you let go of all that stuff and you're left with and you and you thought you may have thought it was going to be scary you're 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 scared of the unknown but actually you can't be scared of the unknown you're scared of letting go of the known and, that's right because and, you don't know what the unknown is exactly I mean, <laughs> yeah and, and and here's the good news folks from from a couple of people here who've been delving into it for years come on in the water's fine <laughs> so true. It's it just I love how you're phrasing it yeah. because it really is true. It's not about time because there is no such thing. It's not about space because there isn't anything considerable space. It's it's us and how we view it. You know, sometimes I say, you know, imagine watching a sunrise and you have no ability to think, to hear, to speak. All you've got is eyesight. Mm. The sunrise is simply a sunrise. 
Mm-hmm. It has no meaning other than the words that you choose to give it. A fabulous mm-hmm. sunrise or why did I get out of bed sunrise? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know that there's there's times in my life I also grew up in a household without religion. Um, and I would find myself, even as a young child, um, if I got scared or spooked or, or just, you know, didn't know where we were going to eat, you know, when the, when the government cheese and dry milk was going to be delivered, um, Mm -hmm. or when I'd be able to shoot a rabbit for crying out loud when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, um, I would go into my closet and I would take my blanket and my pillow in there and people say, wow, you're really depressed or you're hiding. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I would go in there to the deepest, darkest spot because when I go in there and I lay still, I could see the light inside of me mm-hmm. and that comforted me. Right. Knowing that there was a light inside of me, not knowing what that light was, but right. knowing that there was a light and it would reset me. And right. uh, so I could go back out and, and, you know, face the world again. Right. I think that, that being willing to, um, let go of the story mm-hmm. of, of the, the, you know, we, we all have incredible adventures and it's our choice as to whether or not they're incredible adventures or misadventures or, you know, devastating things. Our words are going to choose that. And our meditations, if we understand that, that it can be simple, it does not need to right. be complex. And I love your idea of just, you know, making the clap, you know, dropping, dropping it right. and and understanding at some point you don't need to pick it up. So in right. the last minute, minute and a half here, what would you like to share with our viewers? What would you like to tell them? I would like to tell them that it is easier than you think mm-hmm. that 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 meditation that dying, for that matter, you know, when, when it comes time to die, if you've been doing this kind of natural, just sinking into that light within, uh, then when it comes time to die, you go, oh, yeah, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you, you, I, I tell people, you want to do the fire drill before the fire. So, <laughs> so you've had true. the pra- practice for living, you've had the practice for dying. It's so much easier than people think. Uh, so I, again, I'd like to invite people to my website, deanwords.com, deanwords.com, uh, where there's a, a lot of free resources, including the Meditate Now link for the guided meditation tracks, and you know, chap- they can read chapters from my books, and also my teaching schedule. I p- travel all over the country. I lead workshops and, and retreats. Um, I'm going to be in, in Texas in January. I'm I'm going to be in New Jersey soon. I'm teaching stuff in California all the time. And so I hope people will come to deanwords.com. Absolutely. I, I, it will be greatly to their benefit if, uh, if they take the opportunity to uh, be with you in those workshops and certainly go to your website, which is deanwords.com. Because, uh, folks, if you followed my stuff, it's all about it's all about our words. It's all about how we decide to uh, utilize our words. So Dean, thank you so much for, for being a part of the show today of Healing Within. And, uh, and I hope we get to do this again sometime. I'd really love to have you back on. Me, so, me, folks, too, pa- me too, Patty. You're a lot of, Patty, you're a <laughs> lot of fun to play with. <laughs> you as well, Dean. So folks, it's Patty Conklin and, D- and Healing Within. Thank you so much for being a part. We'll see you next time. Now it's time for a plant fact. 
Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com.